One of the most shocking realities of leprosy is that they are outcasts. Looking down and seeing people without uh, fingers, without toes, missing arms and, and legs with sores over their bodies. You, know, you, you think about things that you consider a struggle in your life, uh, and then you go, oh, I, I haven't even, I haven't experienced anything that is what these people live with daily. It was heart-wrenching to hear some of the stories of these lepers that over and over again, just talking about how they have been pushed out by society. Literally, shopkeepers and vendors won't sell them food. They don't, they don't want them to even be at their shop. So even if a leper has money, they can't go buy the food uh, that they need. So I, it literally, they are the throwaways. I probably have done very few things in my life that took me further out of my comfort zone. Leprosy was an idea to me before I went to India, and it became a reality for me. Scary, intimidate, all those things, I would do it again in a moment. I was so inspired by their faith um, and their ability to, to worship in joy. These people sing, these people know God's word, these people trust Jesus in a way that honestly I don't even know if I trust him. In the midst of this immense need in India, that there is a light through Harvest India and what they are doing. They're giving them a place where they can come to and know that someone, someone in that entire culture cares about them. We have an incredible opportunity as a church to partner with Harvest India in helping them bring the gospel to the people that have leprosy. What would it look like if our church could raise, you know, up to that roughly $50,000 mark and take care of their leper ministry? It's about $4,000 a month to feed these hundreds and hundreds of, of lepers that come to them uh, for help. One of the best ways we could partner with Harvest India, I think, would be to completely fund the leper project that they're already doing. It would alleviate some cash flow for them to be able to expand their ministry and do some of the things that, they, that they've been dreaming and God's put in their hearts to do, and it would give us a chance to minister and serve to these lepers. Let's make it our project. I think the lepers of India should be our project, and that we together, uh, as kingdom-minded people, could eradicate leprosy in India. I mean, let's partner with Harvest India to do it. I don't, I don't think there's any greater thing I could say. And so truly, uh, this, this morning, today, we, we have an opportunity to, to join together as the church to bless the least of these. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 25 that, that whatever you do for the least of one of these brothers or sisters, you've done it for me. And so you and I have an opportunity to just to give towards the ministry that Harvest India's rocking. I mean, they're killing it for these lepers over there. They are just, you got to see these people. Sometime you got to get over to India, and I know it's a long flight, but you got to go see these people because they'll blow your mind in the way that, that, that God has transformed their lives. They're broken, outcast lives, and Jesus has come in to transform them, and, and that's mainly been through the ministry of Harvest India stepping out. And so we get to partner with them, and I want to just invite you to, to give generously today. As you leave this place in just a few minutes, uh, there, there's an opportunity for you to just go out to the, to the tables out there. You saw the Leprosy Project display out there. And, and would you just consider over these next 30, 40 minutes, would you consider what God would have you to give? 
Um, and unfortunately, our online giving component is down right now, and we want to reach $50,000 by the end of today. So there's not a lot of time for you to pray, so just pray and be quick to listen and, uh, and then respond. Um, uh, we think our online giving kind of got knocked offline with all that's going on in North Virginia. And so, uh, so just today, give and be generous. You can do that also at the kiosks on your way out, but uh, let's partner together uh, to, to, to help the least of these in India and to, to give Harvest India some wings to fly in some new ways in the coming year that they haven't been able to. So are you with me on that, church? Can we do that together? Somebody's with me? All right. Good. I hope more of you will go with me at the end of the service um, because it's a big goal that we're trying to reach, and I just encourage you to give from the bottom of your hearts out of the gratitude that God has given you so much. Um, uh, I have the privilege of, of introducing to you uh, the president of Harvest India. He's one of my best friends and uh, just so, so honored to have him in this place today. He's going to share with us just a little bit about what's happening in the ministry there at Harvest India, and then he's also going to bring the word this morning. And thank you for just um, allowing Suresh to come and in these last few weeks for our Pastor Lynn uh, to just have some reprieve. Uh, I promise he'll be back real soon, uh, but he needs a break just like the rest of us sometimes, especially with me around, you know, I mean, he needs a break. Um, so it's just thank you. I know he sends his, uh, his thanks as well, and uh, I'd love to welcome Suresh Kumar to the stage. Would you honor him and welcome him as he comes all the way from India. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, <clears throat> this guy's like a revolutionary. I'm telling you, if you could just know him, he's been staying with me the last couple days. He's like so revolutionary, he's into the dog whisperer now. And that was like a big deal. And uh, he, he continues to remind me that my dog just, there's a big misunderstanding in America about our dogs. Um, but he's, you're doing good with that though. Thank you. Coming along, yeah. Trying. <laughs> uh, hey, I want you to just tell us just a little bit about the Leprosy Project. How does that help you guys? And tell us about just a little bit of the day, of, the day in the life of a leper. Actually, leprosy is a very um, hard disease. It's like a old, old Testament times, and they were totally neglected and living very uh, far away places. People, they don't want to go and touch them and do anything with them. And the life is very horrible. Even they die without hope beside the roads and the, under the bridges. It was very tough, even people can give something. It's really a blessing. Uh, if we have something that we can give regularly to them, that will really save their lives so they may not beg under this hot sun and even the sometimes bad weather in India. So it's, been, it's a huge blessing for Harvest India. Help us understand the leprosy ministry that you guys do and what exactly it is that we're helping to support every month. Actually, right now we have 472 leprosy families that uh, we've been caring. And uh, this um, is something like that. We give a bag of grocery and some money and for traveling expenses. Plus, we give a breakfast and lunch when they come for a day to spend with Harvest India. Yeah. And then bring in, you, you're usually bringing the gospel at some point in there always, too. Yeah. Always. So, and, and that's, it's just the heartbeat of Harvest India is bringing yes, the gospel, Amen. the compassion of Jesus to every village in India. That's Amen. A, that's a small goal. That's right. It's a few people there. <laughs> um, 
I want to just give you a chance, if you don't know about Harvest India, Suresh, just fill us in on where the ministry started and where you are today. Actually, my mom is the founder of the Harvest India, how started 44 years back. Uh, this is my 24th year uh, working for God, and God is really doing amazing things, and I've seen the hand of the Lord um, everywhere, and uh, we have the burden to reach the unreached people in India, because India is the country with uh, 1 billion, 1.3 billion people. We have 50% people that never heard the name of Jesus Christ, 83% Hindus and 14% Muslims and 3% Christians in India. There is a lot of a huge challenging thing to take the gospel to the different places in spite of these oppositions. Harvest India has the burden to reach them with the Christ love. We are taking orphan children, leprosy people, AIDS people. We are take, doing everything because... Uh, we need to uh, demonstrate the love of Christ through our work. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we're behind you in that. And uh, talk to us just a little bit about last year and where you saw God working and the significant ways through your ministry that the, the gospel is moving forward. Yeah, last year is one of the greatest years that we ever experienced. Uh, 26,000 people gave their life to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, last year. Thank you. Through our crusades and through our outreach ministry, last year we sent 198 workers from our 10 Bible schools to plant the churches. And uh, because uh, there is a huge need in India, you know, 500,000 villages in India, there is no gospel witness. So we want to do as much as we can because the time is very short. Yeah. You, you, told, you told that number, 26,000 people. And in the 44 years, you just filled me in on this number like yesterday, and it yeah. blew my mind in 44 years what you guys have seen in the yeah. harvest. I think uh, we estimated the uh, last 44 years, we, um, we preached and we reached more than 2 million people for, from darkness to the light. Small vision guy, you know, I mean, he doesn't, doesn't really do a whole lot. Um, 2 million people. Stepping into glory. Amen. That's an amazing thing. Tell us the vision that God has given you for 2020. Yeah, before 2020, I have to see at least um, 10 million souls from darkness to the light. And uh, 10,000 workers has to go and plant the churches. And 2020, I have to see at least 10,000 orphan children will have the shelter and food and education. Because that is a generation is going to stand in the gap. Because if we miss that opportunity, we miss everything. We miss the kingdom of God. And also before 2020, uh, I have to see at least 2,000 leprosy people will have a safe place to live. Because all these people, they are living in uh, shelters and under the bridges. They did not have a good places. So we are believing God uh, to build some housing for them. And I know God is going to do that. Amen. We're believing that with them, yeah? Yeah. And, uh, and then finally, just uh, how can we, as a church, as individuals in this church called Cornerstone, how can we partner with you in the ministry? Number one, pray. Number two, give. Number three, please come and see what the Lord is doing in India. It's easy as that. Yes, easy. He's a simple man. 
So you can pray, and we do want to pray for you, and we want to pray for Harvest India, and we want to be a church committed to praying, because we believe that prayer changes stuff, and that 10 million souls are totally possible to God if a group of people in Arizona might get on our knees for you as much as we can. And then to give, I think today is an awesome opportunity for us to just help the lepers and to give, and so do that, and, uh, and then go. And a way that you can find out about going, we're taking a team in late January, early February, and tomorrow night at 6.30, actually, Suresh will be, uh, will be here as well, just on the other side of this wall. So if you just come here at 6.30, just down the hall over here uh, in this building, uh, we're going to have an informational meeting about what it means to go to India. And I would challenge you, our, our heartbeat is that every adult in our church, that in your journey with us here, that you would find yourself somewhere in the world, uh, because we believe God has a heart for the world. And you can't really grab God's heart for the world until you get out in it. And so we want you to join us around the world with some of our strategic partnerships, be it Kenya or India. Um, to get on board. Jump in. Go to Mexico on a weekend. See what God is doing in some of these broken places. Hey, we want to pray for you. And, uh, and then this guy's going to bring the word. I promise he's going to bring the word. So just get ready, okay? So I'm going to pray for him. would love to join, have you join me. Um, Father, thank you for Suresh. Thank you for the incredible ministry that, that you've entrusted to him. Thank you for two million plus souls that Amen. have stepped into glory because of the ministry there. And God, we're just so honored to stand with him, I'm so honored to call him my brother, and so honored to learn from him and to know him. And God, we pray that you would bless the ministry of Harvest India. Would you bless Suresh and Christina and, and his son David and, and Mercy and Nancy would you bless them, Lord? And there are 208 staff that are laboring so well uh, for the ministry of Harvest India. And all the church planners, every angle of the ministry, God, would you just put your favor all over it. Help us to stand generously behind them today as we give towards the leprosy project. I pray that these lepers might know they are loved, that a living God loved them in and through us. But God, help us to step out, be courageous and generous. And now as Suresh comes to bring the word, I pray that he would bring it in power and that we would respond to your glorious name. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Will you welcome Suresh one more time? Thank you. Thank you very much, Cornerstone. Thank you for this wonderful welcome. Thank you, Brian, and also thank you, lead pastor Lynn, that he has given a great opportunity to me to stand before you today. And also, thank you so much for all this. Uh, all of you, you are such an amazing, generous, wonderful people in Harvest India life. You are really standing behind the ministry. You are enabling Harvest India to take the gospel. You are enabling Harvest India to reach the unreached and also to blessing the orphan children in India. So thank you so much for standing with us. Thank you the way that you've been faithfully even sending the teams to India. Hey, friends, we are in a good place. Amen. Are you believe that? I love Phoenix because this is a, a type, this is the same type of weather in India. Because the thing is here, which I like, here there is no humidity. In India, we have 85% humidity, 120 Fahrenheit. Don't say I don't want to come to India. God didn't call us to be comfortable here, isn't it? God called us to do something in this world. And I'm, uh, I had a great time this time, this year, and I had a 
good time with my family. My, my, my family also visited. And we spent almost a month in California. California is a great place, isn't it? The most spoiled country, most spoiled place. And uh, we spent there a month, and my kids, the first time in the United States. And for them, this is like a planet for them. This is like a moon. And they never see these big shopping malls. They never see this Target and Walmart and all these shops. I said, only one hour time, you have to complete your shopping. But they never done. Almost at least three hours. <laughs> they want to buy everything. Lot of temptation here, isn't it? Lot of material and lot of good things. But thank you so much. Uh, for the partnership again. And I'm here today. I just I would like to remind uh, uh, a great word uh, from the Bible that is a, a wonderful story when we see Book of Acts chapter 3 from verses 1 to 10. I want to share uh, from my own experience how God is doing things when we trust and obey when we started to do the things for his glory. And what I have seen, what I have witnessed, what I have touched, that's what I'm going to pass today. Because I know that you, you, you've been read with passage and many times. But today I would like to highlight four important things from this message so that you can understand where you are standing and what you are doing. It helps you to know better about the heartbeat of God and you can stand for his glory. Because friends, I'm always encouraging Whenever I come here, we are in the right place, in right season, uh, in right time. But the thing is, we need to do right thing for the glory of, for the glory of God. The story you can see when Peter and John, when they are going into the temple called Beautiful, and these both people, uh, they started to go into this temple to spend the time in prayer. The Bible is telling us. In that place, in, the, in front of the gate, there was a crippled man who was sitting and uh, begging for something. He always dropped at the temple gate by his friends. When we see chapter 4, verses 27, almost 40 years this man was sitting there. You can understand how many people are going into the temple every day and watching and but nobody cares this crippled guy who was sitting outside. But when we see this book of Acts, when Peter and John, when they have seen that crippled man who was sitting there, and they said, we didn't have silver or gold, but we do have something that we can give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you rise up and walk. The Bible is telling immediately he's, uh, he was healed and he started to walk. I want to bring four important points from my message so that you can understand. Number one, God gives opportunities. God gives opportunities to everybody in this world. God gives opportunities so that we may seize every opportunity for his glory so that we can lift his banner high in these end days. There are many people watching that crippled man all the 40 years, but nobody stopped. In India, Hinduism, Hindu people, they believe everything is karma. 
If somebody is having leprosy, if somebody is having AIDS, that is, his, that is their karma. Karma means that is the design of a creator who is Brahma. So why should I go and why should I help to those people? Why should I involve in the affair of God? Nobody wants to see, even nobody wants to touch. They just ignore those people. But we are telling that Christ came to this world to change bad karma into good karma. Amen. Are you believe that? We are here to change the people. We are here to lift the banner of the living God. We are here Christ will save everybody. We are here for the purpose to redeem the people who are dying without hope. We are here to bring the people from darkness to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are here to rise up and walk and seize every opportunity what God has placed before us. We are here to change the world. We are here to change the nation. We are here to claim the United States for his glory. Friends, that is only the purpose that we are living in this world. The reason we are existing, the reason God is blessing the people, the reason God has called you, redeemed you, forgiven you, because he is entrusting you, because he is trusting you, he has faith in your life. Seizing every opportunity. 2008, in the month of August, we had a privilege to go to the slum in India. The slum people used to worship a tree all their life as their God. We had a privilege to go with food and with our doctors and medicines and our nurses. More than 50 people of Harvest India, we went to that place. And we started to bless them with food and uh, water and uh, medicines and treating the people and started to share the love of Jesus Christ. They just asked us, why did you come here, who you are? Why you are doing this? Last almost 50 years, more than 50 years, we've been here that nobody came and talked to us. Then we told that Jesus Christ, he sent us. Do you know the first thing they asked me? Asked all our team, which political party this Jesus belongs? Fifty percent people, they never heard the name of Christ one time. Five hundred thousand villages, there is no gospel. God has given the ability, God has given the opportunities to you and to me so that we may cease. When we shared the gospel, more than two hundred people gave their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Two hundred people, they renounced that three is not their God. Jesus is living God. Recently I had a report from Pastor Charlie, who is the pastor of that place. He said the church is growing now. He has more than 300 people. Glory to God. <laughs> Friends, all we have to understand here, 
we are living with a great opportunity god is bringing opportunities to your doorstep god is bringing me here to tell something what is going on in india your job is to seize that opportunity i'm encouraging everybody that's what the peter and john they said we are they didn't say that we are busy right now we want to go into the temple we have to pray when we come back we will see what we can do they didn't say that they said in the name of jesus christ of nazareth you rise up and walk they have seized the opportunity what god has placed before them god not only gives opportunity number 2 god has given the power and authority are you believe that christians are most powerful people on the planet of the earth are you believe that because we cost the blood of the lord jesus christ because we have god who is unchanging yesterday today and forevermore because our god will hear and answer our prayers Jesus said according to the gospel of Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 go into the all the world all power in heaven on earth have been given to me therefore you go we are the powerful people sometimes we never understand what kind of capacity and authority what kind of access that you and me are having here christianity is a religion practicing religion christianity is not a religion friends christianity is the relationship with living god yes. christianity is following christ christianity is loving god no matter what Christianity is stepping out and do the things for his glory. Christianity is changing the people. Christianity is the hope of this nation. Christ is the hope of the nation. Christ have paid the price for each one of you. He has enabled he has given the authority. He has given the power to us. we have a young man in our bible college 7 years back his name is srinivas he he was graduated from our bible college and uh, he he just about to leave his uh, um, leave the college one day he was collapsed and we don't know what happened we rushed we rushed him to hospital and doctor said i think his heart is not good maybe you need to go you, you need to take him to this cardiology hospital super specialty hospital so we took him to this hospital after the scanning and everything and then doctor came and he said he has four holes so because this is too late actually this surgery would have done maybe 10 years back now we may not fix the holes what he has i think the chances are very less he may die even if we do the surgery but we said we are believing god we want to see 
the hand of God in his life. So we agreed and uh, they started to do the surgery. All Harvest India, I seen every person in our Harvest India ministry, they started to pray for this young man. Everybody at the time of the surgery, more than 100 our staff, they were standing outside and they are praying for this young man. God, you give life to this young man. Friends, after I think nine, nine hours of surgery, the doctor came and he said, I think we need to wait another 24 hours to tell what exactly going on. I thank God, Srin was his living, totally healed. And he is the pastor of one of the growing church in India now. He is working in a very remote place and sharing the good news of Christ. The reason I am bringing that story, God has given the power. He has given the access to tap into the door so that we will see the hand of the Lord. God not only gives opportunities, God not only gives the power and authority. Number three, God has given the resources. Amen. Peter and John, they have only one resource. They didn't have gold or silver, but they have only resources, which is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible is telling, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of God. But now, we as a church, we as the people, we were blessed with many resources in this world. We blessed with job, we blessed with money, we blessed with so many things because God has blessed us for the purpose in the world. There is a great story in the Bible according to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25. A master, before he go to the far country, he called his three servants. He gave to the one servant five talents. He gave to the another servant two talents. And he gave to the third servant one talent. The Bible is telling us, after a long time, the master came to settle the accounts. Master didn't forget, isn't it? He came back and he called his three servants. The first servant came, he said, Master, you gave this five talent, here is another five that I gained, I done a great job. Master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful in small things. I am going to put you in charge of big things. You can enter into your master's joy. Second one came and he said, Master, you gave these two talents. Here is another two. Master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You can enter into your master's joy. Third servant came and he said, Master, you are a hard-hearted man. You can reap where you didn't sow. You can scatter where you didn't. You can uh, gain where you didn't scatter. Immediately, master, he was angry. He said, you wicked and lazy servant. Throw him into the darkness. Friends, we have to understand, God has given different resources and talents according to our ability. Whatever we have now, is not belongs to us. Everything what we have is belongs to the kingdom glory. 
God has blessed us for the purpose. When we think that we can do many things for God in the days to come. I am very happy to see the 1,400 children in our orphan children. We have 26 orphan children homes. I thank God for the people like you standing behind them. Especially I have a story to tell. One girl name is Bharati. She came to us eight years back. She was badly abused by the family and everybody. No father. Father didn't do a good job. And he drunk and he do a lot of bad things. And uh, her mother was six. One of our pastors brought this young lady to our family. So we received her. And uh, right now she is going to do her engineering and sharing the good news in the colleges. When I visited her college, she said, Dad, I prayed when the people are suffering with favor in my college. Everybody coming to me for prayer. Friends, what a, what a great blessing to hear those stories. That is the generation is going to stand in the gap. Those are the people will take the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we cannot stand, if we cannot resource them, friends, we will lose the opportunities what the Lord has given to us. I'm always telling, I was brought up in an orphan children home. I met the Lord when I was seven years old. I can understand, I can still, I can remember my sponsor name is Johnny Douglas. Still I'm praying. Because somebody paid the price for me. Jesus paid the price for each one of you. So that we may use the resources for his glory. Peter and John, they have only one resources. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that's what they said. Rise up and walk. Finally and lastly, God not only gives the resources, but God has given the message. Amen. Amen. We are the people to take the message of peace to the world. We are the people to take the message that Jesus Christ came to the world and died on the cross. Your sins have forgiven. Friends, if you cannot do, if I cannot do, who will do? There's only one job we have to do. That's why Jesus, before he left this world, he said only one thing. Go into the, all the world and preach my good news. Very, very important. You cannot miss that. The reason we are here for the people who are dying without Christ. Who didn't have hope. All these leprosy people in India. All the AIDS people in India. We have AIDS hospice. That is the final stop for the AIDS people. I've been watching, we have 35 beds in our, in our hospital. They come and they meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And they die with hope and dignity. Glory to God. We have elderly homes. 
We have six elderly homes. All these elderly homes, the old people, widows, they were neglected by their own families and society, begging in the streets. When they come to our shelters, they started to pray every day three times. That is their final stop and meet the Lord Jesus Christ and die with dignity and hope. But we have to take the message. The reason you are here, this is not an accident. This is the divine design that you are here today, friends. You are here with the purpose. You are here to stand and to take the gospel. The Bible is telling us we are the feet. We are the salt and the light in this world. That's why we are here. I am challenging you. I am encouraging you. Peter and John, they used that opportunity what God has given to them. Peter and John, they have used their resources. Peter and John, they have used the power and authority. Peter and John, they have taken the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, what you are doing here today, where you are standing, the Bible is very clear when we see the book of Revolution. Jesus, he said, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. I can give the reward according to what he has done. We are the people to give the account. God blessed with a wonderful life. God blessed with many resources. God blessed with many things. But what we are doing with our resources, what we are doing with the message that he has given to us. Friends, I am encouraging each one of you today. If you cannot do that, if you are not seizing your opportunity, if you are not stepping out, if you are not doing according to the plan of God, because the Bible is telling everybody how everybody has got the talents according to the ability. God has blessed us. We are here to change this world for His glory and honor. Peter and John, they done a great job. All we have to hear when we go to our master, well done, good and faithful servants. My mom always telling, son, you have to work for that. My mom gone to be with the Lord uh, six years back. She always telling, son, one day we will hear, well done, good and faithful servants. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this wonderful time. God, we thank you for all these dear people who are sitting in this place and listening this message, God. Father, you continually ministering to them. Bless them, guide them. Give you your wisdom and understanding. Father, help them to rise up. Help them to take the decision so that they may be a blessing to many people in the days to come. Father, we thank you for each person, Father, in this place today. God, you meet every need. God, even if anybody suffering with sickness, any pain and bitterness or relationship problem, Father, I speak everything. I bind, I bind that, uh, the devil which is uh, coming against of them in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We give all the glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you very much.